0: Shut I up do. for a second, we know? <laughs> because I've got an
1: interesting topic.
0: <laughs> but you don't this time. That's the that's the worst part.
1: I do, I do. Okay. So, here's let me set this up for our audience, okay? I feel like for me, 2020 has been the year of rules. I've been I've been reading all these books, and I keep coming up with these. No, I don't come up with them, but I I hear these like mantras, like sayings. And you know this is the kind of thing you hear all the time, and then a lot of them are cheesy or whatever. But for some reason, this year I've I've heard like five to ten that have actually made a difference on me. So,
0: so we we need to clarify though, because you're you're saying rules, but what you're really getting at are, are mantras. Uh, yeah, aren't it's so really what's the ruled, difference? But like I don't know, but guidelines. When you say well, yeah, because when you say rule, it, I feel like there's a consequence if you don't follow them, versus yeah. like you're just trying to strive for something better. Like
1: when you whistle at night. That's a right. Rule. Yeah,
0: and then bad spirits come and you get bad <laughs> luck. It's horrible.
1: Yeah, that's a rule. You gotta follow that crap. All right. So ma- <laughs> mantras. What about guidelines? Is that you like that better?
0: Yeah. 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 Guidelines, mantras, sayings.
1: I don't know. kind of like rule though because it's it uh it makes it feel like you can't break it. Like a guideline, it's like oh, it's a guideline, but I don't need to really follow it, you know, because it's hard in this situation. But a rule, it's like you have to do that crap, or else you're making up any excuse.
0: Okay. So then are we categorizing them by, like, rules we do follow, rules we want to follow, and rules that we no longer follow? <laughs> or, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just messing with the format, but...
1: I, I think it should... I think it's. Let's, think,
0: just, let's just talk about rules slash mantras slash guidelines all together as if they are rules. How about that?
1: All right, well, maybe by the end we can decide, too, once we've gotten into this. Or we so. can end
0: it here and then not decide.
1: <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I feel like we provided value. So did you make us a list? Do you have a list for us?
0: Uh I do have a list. Do you have a list?
1: I have a list. But here's the, the thing. I have they're lists of lists. You have lists of lists?
0: Yeah, there's two different things. Like I mean when you first brought <laughs> this up we yeah, it's the the book The Four Agreements by Ruiz. The 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 be impeccable with your word, don't take anything personally don't make assumptions oh, always do your best so
1: one of the things on your list is itself a list that's what you're saying
0: well so i made a list and then like while i was making the list i thought of like that book and then like uh-huh. i even thought of an older childhood list of rules that you know was posted up in our bathroom and stuff that i always read so like stuff like that
1: are the are you just making crap up for the podcast though, or do you actually like or do you take these into oh. account
0: for real these are <laughs> these these are ones i actually do like like i listen to the four agreements probably once a week now like i, I just have it on audiobook yeah so when i do the walking in the mornings like on my long morning walks that i do sometimes like i'll just throw that on and i can listen to the actual four agreements in you know the time that i walk it's like an hour and a half roughly hour and 45 minutes something so,
1: like so so you've heard the same four agreements like what however many times like 10 times or something
0: or how they're explained, yeah, because I'm trying to, what is it, like, uproot the bad habits and then, like, kind of jimmy these in there so that I think about these first instead of doing the bad thing first, you know?
1: I'm trying to jimmy them. All right, well, let's hear it, man. Kick it off with uh with your rule number one.
0: No, you kick it off. No,
1: you have to do it. because I just
0: listed the you, four agreements. You the mumbled them in, in, like, three seconds. Okay. I didn't hear a thing. <laughs> okay, so the four agreements from the book are... Be impeccable with your word. Wait. So
1: We need to start. Okay, yeah, go ahead.
0: Well, I was going to explain <laughs> a little <Okay>. bit. <laughs> yeah, it, wait. I mean, it's just. <laughs>
1: <laughs> go ahead.
0: What's your rule? You're going to have to start a rule down.
1: <laughs> I can't even remember what you just said now. What was it again? I promise I won't say wait this time.
0: Uh, yeah so be impeccable with your word is the first one the the first agreement and it's basically staying true to what you say so like if you say you're going to do something follow through with it if you know you just you no longer spread rumors or gossip and you just try to like live live based off of what you say and don't say versus like you know a lot of people just say a lot of empty words over and over again or like make a bunch of false promises and then just not even think of those promises again and then you know it hurts the other people that the promises were made to and blah blah blah. so it like kind of goes through that and it's just more like don't say it if you don't mean it type of thing all right
1: so yeah which side which side of it makes a bigger impression on you is it more like i shouldn't say this because i'm not sure if i can actually stick to it or is it more like i said it so therefore i have to do it."
0: it it's more like i have to do it if i say it is the side that or the way that I'm trying to like implement it into my life. Mm -hmm. Like if I say I'm going to do a thing or show up to a place, then I'm going to do whatever's in my power to do those things. How's that going? I mean, it's pretty good during COVID. Nobody needs anything from me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's it's like they say everybody, uh, everybody's a stoic when life is good or something. So yeah, everybody can be impeccable with their word when nobody's asking them for crap
0: basically.
1: All right, I dig it. Is that is that rule number one, or is that part one of rule number one?
0: So, it, it, it is the first agreement from the book, but it is also the one that I like the most of the four.
1: Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you've had a problem with this, like, historically?
0: At work, probably. I mean, like, you know, we, we promise stuff to get done on time and whatever, and then it just doesn't sometimes. It just doesn't work out, so... I mean and those are much smaller things, right? Because it's more forgiving and stuff. It's not like a crazy deadline that I had to make, but at the same time I still like take into account that I didn't follow through with what I said and then like at that point I re engage with the person that made the promise to and or, you know, commitment to and then tell them what the next when it will happen type of thing.
1: I don't know how I feel about that. So you're so I'm with you on like if you say you're going to do something then you have to do it but the second we're talking about deadlines i don't i don't think i like that because if you're if you're committing to a deadline then either you're saying i'm going to try my best to get it done by this time or you're saying i'm absolutely going to get it done by this time and if you're willing to say you're absolutely going to get it done then you got to add a lot of padding i feel like which makes the deadline yeah go ahead you're thinking
0: I mean, I'm just saying. I was going to interrupt you, but uh, oh, okay. I mean, just just kind of off of what you're saying, um, it's more a test on me and how accurate I can be with estimations and stuff for deadlines. So, so that's like just it. It builds into other things that I'm trying to get better at as well. So, like I'm trying to get better at estimating time for bodies of work that people want to assign me and stuff like that. So. I, right. I do include that even into this agreement.
1: So I've got a, I have got don't want to derail us too much, but I have you already did. I have a whole rant about deadlines. So here's the thing. Um, if somebody asks you to do a thing and you think there's like a 50% chance that you can get it done in a week and close to 100% chance you can get it done in two weeks, what would you tend to estimate? A week and a half. So like a 75% chance or something like that.
0: Well, I mean if there's any slight chance that could be done in a week, but it could absolutely be done in 2 weeks, then I I would hedge that I would be able to finish it in a week and a half. That that would be what my bid for that that body of work.
1: Mhm. Okay. So you're not you're not estimating with absolute certainty. No. But you're fairly close. So maybe like one out of every 5 times you wouldn't be able to hit the estimate. Something like that.
0: Yeah, it's not it's not a large amount.
1: Okay so my my whole rant is around Parkinson's. you know parkinson's law does that ring any bells i do not it's know. the one that's like work expands to fill the amount of time allotted for it okay so if you estimate four weeks then it's going to take four weeks you know if you estimate a week and a half then it's going to take at least a week and a half and if you estimate a week then yeah you might not get it done in a week but you might and over time all those cost savings are going to add up to a lot so, like, the theory is that you should always estimate with only fifty percent certainty, because Parkinson's law Parkinson's law is a thing, and if you add any padding whatsoever, then you're always going to end up filling the padding. It's interesting. So uh, that's, right. why, that's why. Shut
0: I... up! We're bringing it back. We need <laughs> okay, a rule okay. from you now. We're done with. <laughs> oh deadlines. man,
1: we were just getting okay. All right, I was about no, to. Get... We'll, we'll save that you for another it. thing. Yeah, Shut that's up. a good one. We're we'll talk rules. about Parkinson's law. All right, rule number one for me is i don't know which one to start with um it's just soccer do you know this do you know this saying have i talked to you about this
0: (laughs) no (laughs) you don't
1: i've never i really haven't okay i can't tell if you're doing a bit for the podcast or i actually haven't so here's the thing uh you and i both worked on this project for a soccer site and uh there was a guy who worked there and he had this saying of, it's just soccer. So, you know, like whenever there would be some sort of production outage or a big bug or, you know, like an ad wasn't working and it was costing money by the minute, everyone would be running around freaking out, and then that guy would just be kind of like commonly, you know, tinkering away, trying to fix it, saying, it's just soccer. and uh, Nobody's going to die or anything. And, you know, it turns out that that guy happened to come from writing software for medical equipment, which is a world where people actually literally could die if you screwed up. Um, so it kind of puts things in perspective. So... I always think about that, and um, it helps me to keep a keep just not care so much. You know, I feel like as an industry, people just care a little bit too much about you know these dumb websites that we're that we're writing code for. Like it's not life or death, and everybody treats it like it is. And I feel like just taking a step back and having some more fun with it and caring just a little bit less is is helpful.
0: It is true. Like, um, I mean, I completely agree with that one. I, I mean I've I've been guilty of, of getting way too in the weeds and attached to something that I built and you know, the either the client or a stakeholder or even a one of their customers complained about it or came back and like had some complaints about it for whatever reason and like I was just like oh what are you talking about? I did, you know, I worked so hard on that. Mm -hmm. What do you mean? It sucks. Please (laughs) elaborate.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I heard somebody, I heard a client called somebody's work, water, trash one time. (laughs) Oh my goodness. That's pretty rough. Yeah. But I mean, there's, there's something to it. Like it's, it's, This was never really a thing for me until maybe three or four years ago. Because up until that point in my career, I really cared. Like I just deeply cared, and anything that went wrong that I was the cause of, it would it would ruin my week. You know, I remember one specific time where, I was I was like, maybe six years ago or something. um, I committed to a deadline, uh, and I ended up shipping something, but it was just obviously garbage. You know, because I I was like throwing the other. Partly that and partly just because I was just, you know, didn't want to admit that I couldn't hit this deadline. Uh, and my PM at the time emailed me and said, you know, there were a bunch of bugs and he used the words that I really put him in a tough spot. And that just like wrecked me for, you know, a whole week. I was just I was so down about this. Oh, what, what happened? Oh, I lost my headset. We're back now. I think we're good. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, but like now if something like that happens, first of all, I would just be like, oh I can't hit that deadline. And second of all, if somebody said I put them in a tough spot, I'd be like, I'm sorry And it just wouldn't affect me like it used to and I just kind of got past that because it's just soccer, man. Who cares? Everything will work out.
0: I I do like it in that phrase, it's just soccer. Like, uh on my yeah. current project, it's we're not we're not curing cancer. Like Yeah. They they keep having to iterate that when in like our retros and stuff. It's just man, just a friendly reminder. Yeah. Not an actual surgeon or orthodontist or whatever
1: i talked to a friend of mine who works at nike and i talked to him about this and he, was, he said that you know a few times a week he has to say we're just making shoes yeah just wherever you are unless you're actually saving lives then you can probably calm down a little bit all right rule number two JC.
0: my number two
1: yeah we're alternating
0: all right i'm gonna go with a uh, short-term sacrifice long-term goal and that one is definitely more of a mantra um And that was just kind of like a mindset that my mother passed on to me when I was struggling, like starting college and stuff. And like, I just didn't like it. I I mean, I've always hated school. And then when I started college, it was like big boy school. So it was was much more different. Well, and it was all on me, too. So I was just kind of over it for a while. And then it was some this was just something that she said that she also would remind herself when she put herself through school like way back when and all that so yeah i I really do enjoy this one though you can kind of say it for a lot of things
1: yeah yeah this this reminds me of i saw a tweet like a month or two ago of uh it says something like all self-help boils down to choosing the long term over the short term and it really does that's that's it you know any anything that you're like you know if you're trying to lose weight if you're trying to exercise if you're trying to get smarter trying to build a reading habit you know it's always like do this thing that's gonna help you grow instead of whatever it is you want to do at the moment.
0: Yeah, it sucks, isn't it?
1: It freaking sucks, man. Are you <laughs> have you ever heard people talk about like your monkey brain or your lizard brain? Any of that?
0: I've heard lizard brain before.
1: Yeah, this idea that your brain is just constantly trying to get you to do just the stupidest thing you could possibly do because it's more fun in that moment. It's always weird to me how like it's my brain, you know, and I know that I need to you know, I don't know, like do that work that I've been putting off. I know that I need to, and it's my brain, and I'm the one that controls my hands that do the typing and, you know, like my eyeballs that look at the code. But I can't convince my own dang brain to do the stupid thing that I want it to do. And it's just, it's, it's very strange that I lack that control, even though it's mine. These are my own cells, and I can't tell them what to do.
0: True, but you can trick them.
1: Yeah, you have to trick them. You have to trick your own dang cells into, into <laughs> behaving.
0: Yep, that's all it is. It's
1: just trickery. All right, that's a pretty good one. All right, number two for me. Um, I think I'm going to go with hell yeah or no. So this is a – are you up on Derek Sivers? Have you ever heard of him?
0: No, but I, I get what you're saying.
1: You get the thing? So in, De- in, think, Yeah. Derek Sivers, he's like, if, did you ever order anything from CD Baby back in the day? Man, you don't get any of my awesome references. So He's this guy that created this website where he sold CDs, and he was famous and got rich and stuff. And now he's like this modern day philosopher dude. But his whole one of his whole things is hell yeah or no. So if like somebody asks you if you want to do something, uh, if your reaction isn't immediately like ah that's awesome hell yeah I'm all about that then you just need to always say no. Like it's either an automatic hell yeah always. I'm so there or it's a no. Um, so
0: is that so is that. In reference to work, or are you talking about like in life in general?
1: Well, I, it it's a rule to live by in life in general, and I, I've used it a lot for work. Um, obviously, there are situations where you actually just have to do something that you don't want to do in work, but I think there's a surprising amount of situations where you really don't. You know, like if somebody asks you if you want to uh, jump into a meeting that you don't actually have to be there for, or like help out with an estimate that doesn't have anything to do with you, like you can say no. Um, I think that a rule like this helps me figure out what I actually want to do versus what I just feel pressured to do and sometimes you do have to do the thing you feel pressured to do and that's all right and whatever but at least you can accept that that's why you're doing it
0: interesting yeah it's a cool one yeah I I guess I don't say hell yet enough for that to really sink in for me
1: oh okay all right so let's dig into that what uh why (laughs) oh this is interesting you don't say. Is there anything that someone could ask you to do, like after work today, that you'd be like, "Hell yeah!"
0: After work today?
1: Yeah, sure. No. Nothing. I mean, like, well, play, it'd
0: be a rare thing, right? Because, yeah. Like, two to play a game or yeah. something. I wouldn't say hell yeah. I would say sure.
1: Yeah, but would like, would it be? Would you be excited about it?
0: No, not really. I'd, I'd like. I don't have any, any of like the newest games that I would want to play with anyone anyway
1: would you you would would you prefer to do that over what else you would be doing tonight
0: I mean I have no preference <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you're just like whatever whatever happens I,
0: well most of my free times in the morning right but uh, like I' oh yeah, cause I've you go to bed like six <laughs> eight but yeah I yeah'm I'm, I'm in bed by eight usually like majority of night so
1: Mm.
0: Well, the evening's more just wind down time
1: maybe you need to say no to more things then like that's a possibility right
0: but possibly yeah but also uh, there's not like again covid and all that so there's not a ton of things to even come your way say yeah hell yeah too
1: it's also like it's a rule of thumb for people who feel too scattered or you know like they just don't have enough hours in the day and stuff so if that's not a problem for you then it might not be yeah. Might be the best for you. So, my, so I do have a, a kind of like a caveat to this, though, which is sometimes people ask me to do something, and even though I don't say hell yeah, I realize the reason I'm not saying hell yeah isn't because it wouldn't be good. It's just because I'm scared of it, you know, or like I'm avoiding it or something. So like if I, asked, if I got asked to give a speech, like do some public speaking somewhere, in no way would I ever say hell yeah to that. But... <laughs> I probably should think about doing it anyway just because of the growth opportunity that's there. So I've got, like, a sub-rule, which is, like, it's hell yeah or no. And if it's no, then I have to ask myself, is this going to make me grow or not? And that alone might be enough of a reason. You dig it? It's all right. Not the best?
0: (laughs) I think we could have done without your your explanation.
1: You don't like my site? No, that's critical, (laughs) man. That, that segues into my next one too I'll show you in a second Go yeah I,
0: I know what your next one is oh wait wait no here my number three is avoid avoiding <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love it tell me about it
0: Uh, I mean like when you live across the street from your mother and you just don't even walk ten feet to say hi to the woman that gave birth to you I mean you just you gotta avoid avoiding you just gotta take those steps Mike that's
1: true you really do why, why don't you ever do that
0: because my mother doesn't live across the street from me, but your mother does live across the street from you. My,
1: my mother doesn't live across the street from you. Bullcrap. I can see your house right now. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, what's your rule number three?
0: Uh, I don't know. No one cares. Work harder. I, in, I love that one. In fact, one. I, I told myself this one a few times this morning during my run, because... I was just, I I had that moment, right, where I had to convince myself while I was running to continue to run, because I was like, nobody's here, nobody cares, I'm the only person, like, on the road running, like, why am I doing this, I don't care if anybody sees my Strava, like, what am I doing here, and then I just had to kind of, like, repeat to myself that it's not for anybody else, it's just for me, just to work harder, like, yeah.
1: People care, though, people care.
0: Well, I have to tell myself that nobody cares so that I only do it for myself. Because if if nobody actually cares and then I have no reason for doing it, why am I doing it? It kind of goes back to our last episode of just, if nobody else is around for it, but I also don't have like a passion to do it, last week's episode would have been living, (laughs) then I I just won't do it. Why would I?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I dig it. Yeah. I'm going to say I dig it a bunch in this episode that's a cool thing to say <laughs> sure <laughs> dope tight so yeah my my thing with uh with this is that like it depends on what you're talking about nobody caring about if you're talking about the fact that it hurts yeah nobody gives a crap just shut up and do it work harder
0: i i mean i definitely see it as more of a thing while you're doing something of just like it shouldn't matter what anybody else cares just fucking keep working get mm-hmm. it done
1: yeah that kind of reminds me of my um Trying to convince my monkey brain to stop procrastinating. Nobody cares if I don't want to do it. Just need to do yeah. it. All right, that's a good one. So, my number three is avoid avoiding.
0: <laughs> what? That was my number three.
1: Your number three was garbage. My number what? three is avoid avoiding. Or, I'm practicing avoiding avoiding, Which, if you actually want to repeat the word. Um. So, yeah, this was huge for me. Like, a couple months ago, maybe two or three months ago, I realized that... Uh, Uh, just a giant portion of the choices that I make and like my behavior throughout the day is avoidance based meaning like I am not making choices based on what my values are or what I actually want out of life I'm making choices based on what's comfortable and avoiding the things that might be uncomfortable so I've been trying to put a stop to that because that is no way to live and it's just been weird to kind of suddenly realize this pattern that I've been in for my whole life basically you know like Not going up to a stranger who, you know, that you need to ask them a question or something. Or not knocking on the neighbor's door to tell them to shut up when it's, you know, I got a baby trying to sleep. Or uh, not public speaking because it's scary. Just like all of these things that I was not doing because I was avoiding awkwardness or uncomfortableness or whatever. Trying to avoid avoiding.
0: What is the most recent thing that you avoided avoiding on?
1: Um... It depends on how big you want to go like let's go big 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 so big big would be I, I got a new job just because I decided enough was enough and like even though I really was happy and comfortable at my last one there wasn't a lot of growth for me there and I realized I'd been kind of avoiding actually really thinking about it just because I liked the comfort and the place where people like me and didn't want to have to try and rebuild all that again and I was avoiding I was avoiding Nobody all that I
0: really liked you
1: hey people like me they still like me Mm. like three of them sure sure (laughs) so that's pretty big and like if you go you can even go tiny like you know there there have been a couple people that I've talked to today that I normally just like on chat or whatever that I normally wouldn't start up a conversation with just because I don't really know them that well and it's awkward and you know like I avoid I avoid that
0: well we did also stop avoiding making this damn podcast
1: that's true. Yeah, we avoided avoiding making the podcast.
0: Yeah, that was, uh, I mean, it was suggested a while ago, right? When mm. we first said we were going to do this. Yeah.
1: yeah, like any form of putting myself out there, I think, has always been really hard for me. Like the blogging, you know, not just writing the blog, but like putting it on LinkedIn and Twitter and stuff for everybody to see. Right. Something something about putting myself out there is has always just been tough. So avoiding that's been a big deal. We should have a whole episode about that.
0: The whole lack of self promotion or avoiding avoiding?
1: Um, avoiding? more more like being willing to look stupid or being willing to have people not like you, I think.
0: So in a sense, fail faster? Or did I just say another one of your rules? <laughs>
1: no, that's not one of mine. <laughs> I don't think that's it though. I think it's I think it's a little bit it's a little bit different because like that's when the things that I was avoiding, the the reason that I always avoided it was because there was one possible way that that thing could go. I mean, there there are a bunch of possible ways that I think could go, but one of them is that people wouldn't like me or like it would be awkward. Um, and so I always avoided anything that could lead to people not liking me or it being like an awkward, uncomfortable situation. And so putting myself out there means that I'm, you know, I'm suddenly posting a stupid blog link to LinkedIn every single day. And I'm sure there are people that see that and unfollow me and are like, well, this idiot just shut up. I don't care about his blog. But, you know, you got to stop caring so much about that.
0: true. Sure. I mean, I I feel like most people just ignore it, right? They just scroll yeah. right past it. Just like, oh, blog. I don't need another one. Scroll. Yeah.
1: I care about it way more than anybody else does, I'm sure.
0: Oh, for sure. <laughs> Nobody else can care about it, right? Because you created it. It's, yeah. It's like your content.
1: Yeah, it's my baby.
0: Well, also, you have this crazy desire for people to worship you for some reason.
1: Do I? Oh, man. Did you just did you just uh, zero in on something big?
0: You talked about it in the last episode. <laughs> but not
1: to worship me, though. Do I like for people to worship me or just not to dislike uh, me?
0: Probably not worship. I think they all have to like you for sure. And you all want them to compliment you about whatever it is you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if that is worship. I think that's that's but...
1: this. It's all symptoms of the same thing, right? Yeah, you're I egotistical. <laughs> no, it's that I'm. I am. It's the opposite. It's that I. I have a. I, I. What's the, what's the word for like you need constant, uh, approval, like because you're not egotistical because you don't have it within yourself. Your self, not self confidence or self. I don't know. Whatever it is, that's what it is. I need that. Self esteem? I don't know. I feel like I'm I feel like I do have a pretty big ego in some ways. Like I didn't have any imposter syndrome about this new job. I felt amazing about it.
0: I feel like you were preparing yourself though for months leading into whatever job you ended up getting hired at. Yeah, that probably helped. Yeah, I mean you were in the right mindset and everything and it's like it was like, oh, I don't know if going to a new place and then what if they just fire me and then they can't come back to this place. Oh, no. There's like none of that. It's just I'm going to go apply for this position and then see where it takes me.
1: Mm, all right. I think I got it. Here's what it is. Uh-oh. I think, I think I really need people to like me for the things that I think I struggle with. Like, if somebody says something negative about me, about something that I struggle with, then that hurts pretty bad. But, but
0: how are we friends? You how never, have we been friends for years? You haven't
1: zeroed in on the things that I struggle with yet. You just insult me for, like, having big teeth and stuff like that. Like, Got I don't care you. about. <laughs> True. Like, people can insult me all they want for, like, for saying, to you know, to say that I'm, like, a jerk because I am I don't struggle with the idea that maybe I'm a jerk. Or to say that I'm, I don't know, like... I, I can't think of any examples, but if somebody were to say that I was a bad public speaker, that would that would really get to me because I think I'm a pretty bad public speaker. Or to like say I'm really a slow programmer or something because I always feel like I'm not as productive as everybody else. Like that that stuff would hurt.
0: Well, I feel like I've I've definitely insulted your public speaking <laughs> when <laughs> I mean a few years ago when you did that that presentation. Uh out where you live and it was like that small one that you recorded or whatever and he oh, sent it to me. Yeah. I, I just I ripped into that just yeah. non stop. That was me- pretty
1: bad. I remember I i compared <laughs> I compared Drupal's database structure to Satan's butthole and that and I thought everybody would laugh and it was just dead silence. <laughs> uh, that was stuff. so bad. Yeah, that's the kind of thing that I, I, I stay up at night thinking about that kind of stuff. But, yeah, coming from you, I don't think I care as much. Just, you know, I know that it's coming from a place of love and deep respect.
0: <laughs> right, right. Worship. We'll just call it worship. <laughs>
1: yeah. All right. Oh, man. All right. I'm done. I'm done with that. I feel like I got, I got something up. out of that.
0: We need another one. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, so this is from another list of rules that my mother kept around the house when we were younger. Uh, called chemo's Hawaiian rules and number eight specifically is there are two ways to be rich make more or desire less Ooh yeah that one that one always stuck with me just because if you can't make more you better learn how to desire less otherwise you're gonna be very very unhappy
1: yeah yeah so that applies to so much too I mean obviously with money like I know that the book I read the book next door millionaire like forever ago and the whole premise of that book is that the vast majority of millionaires just live in like tiny houses and have really old cars and they're just millionaires because they save and they don't act like they're millionaires but I mean it could be it could be anything you know it could be fitness it could be your relationships it could be I don't know your job whatever has that been a struggle for you desiring less I feel like I'm pretty bad at it
0: no I have the opposite where I'm almost apathetic (laughs) you don't give a crap (laughs) Yeah, I'm, I'm almost just like, yeah, I don't, I don't care about that stuff. Hmm. It, it, it's, And I am trying to like re-engage with some of the things that I, you know, like when when I was working my way through school and stuff and I couldn't afford the things, then I would like purposely ignore them until I didn't think about them anymore sort of stuff, right? Until And then now I'm just like, oh, well, I'm in a much better position than I was then so do i do I want to like reengage and like I don't know start start spending money on those things or investing in those things now or is it is my life better without those things completely so it's it's just more of like trying to put the pieces back together with new perspectives
1: mm-hmm yeah. Yeah, I, I think I talked about this last time, but that book, um, I read a, I read like 10% of a book, Happy by Darren Brown, and then I got bored of it and stopped reading it. But it had some really interesting stuff about how uh, if, you, if you have less than you actually need of something, then it, it can really, you know, literally make you less happy, um, whether it's money or, you know, whatever it is. But if you have more than you need, then it doesn't make much of a difference. Um, and I feel like I, even though I know that that's intellectually true, I don't, take it to heart you know so for example i was pretty excited to get a decent raise with my last job even though i was comfortable before like we weren't struggling this isn't going to affect my happiness um so from that point of view it really doesn't even matter but you know more money yay (laughs) so that's a hard one to really take to heart i think all right you ready for my number four no okay here it is uh, oh, this is a good one. Stop trying to be impressive and start trying to be warm. How does that strike you?
0: So is that just more, less boasting, more empathy?
1: Yeah, I guess. Hmm. Is that fair? Less boasting, more empathy. Yeah, I think it's, this comes up for me a lot in work conversations, especially with people that I don't already know and, like, don't, you know, don't have any respect for me from previous interactions. I always feel like I have to be impressive. You know, like, I have to say something really smart. They're like, wow, this guy knows what he's talking about. And... The thing about that is being impressive is freaking hard. Like you have to performance. You have to know more than everybody else, first of all. And second of all, you have to find a way to show it that doesn't come across like you're showing off or, you know, desperately trying to prove your worth or something, which is just it's so hard. And it's really stressful. And being so, you know, like that's that's one side of it. And probably even after you pull that off, it won't actually make them like you anymore, you know. Um, because I can't ever think of a time where somebody's said something really smart and I've been like wow that person they are impressive I want to work with them more like maybe that happens every now and then but never to the extent that it would happen if they were just super nice and welcoming and you know approachable and that's so much easier like it's so easy to be warm you know it's so easy to just smile and and paraphrase what people are saying and show them that you're listening and uh, nod your head and just you know show some empathy like you said just It feels like a big load off to not have to worry about being impressive and instead just have warmth.
0: Quit doing the dog and pony show and just actually be.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, and even, maybe even maybe even stop yourself from being the thing that could be seen as impressive, like even if it's not hard for you. Does that make any sense? So if somebody asks a question and, you know, a really good answer, then maybe it's not best to just immediately jump up and answer Maybe being warm is the right, goal. Right.
0: So, right. So, if you if you are already known as the guy with all the answers, maybe holding back so other people can jump in or give it a shot.
1: Or even if you're not known you're as, even if you're even if nobody even knows you, um, like maybe another way to say it is that being impressive or the urge to be impressive is like an anti-pattern. I we, can see that. It seems like one of those things that everybody wants, but when other people do it, you. It's a turn-off somehow.
0: I think in some contexts, yes. For sure.
1: And warmth isn't like that. You know anybody like that? That you would describe as, like, super warm?
0: Super warm, but... Not boasting or... Im- likes to impress people or whatever? Sure, yeah. No? I mean, not, no one's coming to mind.
1: I can think of one...
0: You think of one person? Yeah. I actually I do know uh well, your old coworker. A coworker of mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My yeah. old manager, actually.
1: Yeah, okay. I can see that.
0: Yeah, he's he's definitely super warm and he's never like condescending or like he never has to be impressive to like for people to like him or anything like that. Right,
1: yeah. He's not he's not desperately trying to impress people right but he is desperately trying to make people feel welcome
0: oh for sure yes yeah and that's the sure goal use, he says the right things and all that yeah, He's yeah. Very all about that
1: all right now i mean i'm even more excited about this rule now all right hit me with one more
0: which ones have i said <laughs> no um all the success bad ones. is never owned it is rented and rent is due every day that one's always fun
1: is that true that's- success is never owned it is rented i mean you know you could get just a giant windfall and suddenly you're successful for the rest of your life
0: but you had that one success right
1: yeah but you're not you're not paying the rent every day but i guess it's like for most people you know like maybe there's exceptions to that rule or something like that
0: but i mean even then you okay so you you found success in your cash flow or your finances whatever it is that doesn't mean your life is perfect (laughs) or it fixes everything you still have to find success in other things
1: yeah yeah okay so i see what you're saying now so it's it's not you can't just say like financial success
0: i mean you can't you you can do whatever you want with this right because it's just a damn phrase i pulled from the internet from how many every years ago right so it's just how right, it's right. interpreted to you so i hear you the, yeah. the, the way that i see it for sure is like it doesn't just stop with one thing it's more of like everything
1: yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I can't I can't be picking apart at it like, well, I know somebody who got inherited 10 billion dollars. Therefore, this is stupid. Cause...
0: well, I mean, yeah, of course some dude got lucky with an inheritance and is just playing video games for the rest of his life and that is success <laughs> for him apparently. Like, yeah. yes, I know that person as well. That that person exists and that's a very sad life from how I view it, even though at one point in my life that was the dream.
1: So, you just brought up an, a question uh, that I've been thinking about, which is, like, who would you describe as the most successful person you can think of, for whatever successful success means to you? Successful
0: person. Bloom.
1: What makes I mean, him not successful? To drop,
0: not to drop names. I mean, he has, he has the work, the family, the social network, the, work ne- the working network. Like, he he has like all those separate communities he gets to do his passions and he still has like the wife and the kids and the house and the yard and mm-hmm. you know all those things too as well so it if success is defined by like whatever american dream type of thing then i mean that dude has it right that's
1: that's wrong
0: it is wrong for sure but it, it is wrong. also but it also bleeds into a lot of the things that I look at as success, right? Like having the family with the children and owning the house and but what if what know, if being passionate about your work and
1: what if know. bloom didn't want a family, you know, and he ended up with one. Like for me, success is like living exactly the life that you want to be living.
0: Right. And well, but that's the thing, right? Is from my perspective, his life looks like that. But from his perspective, his life may not look like that, Mm -hmm. is what I'm saying, right? So I'm just saying, like, those things are some of the things that, some of the heavier weight things that I use to measure success. Yeah. Those long term goals for me. Yeah.
1: So he, so I guess we don't know if he's living exactly the life he wants to live, but he's living the life you wish you could live. And that feels like success.
0: Yeah. At least a good a good version of it or a good chunk of it
1: yeah see i can't i can't decide i mean i want to say that a truly a truly successful person could be the person who you know like lives out in the country and makes almost no money and you know just loves his wife and kids and that's enough for him and he's he's happy um to me that feels like a really pure definition of success but for one i don't actually know anybody like that and for two i feel like it's probably very rare to actually find someone like that who wouldn't trade it for more money you know like the the grass is greener type thing always exists
0: yeah that's always a, a problem especially when when you start comparing right other like my version of success versus what your vision of success is and then we compare them and she's like oh well, then i would rather have that i didn't think about that and then everything just kind of falls apart with mm-hmm. comparison
1: everything does fall apart all right <laughs> last rule are you ready for this is this rule number 4 or 5
0: i don't know i don't remember
1: i think it, i think it's 4 it's 5 it's 5 it's, yeah yeah okay um i've got three that i'm waffling between all right this is my favorite it's uh, i didn't i didn't know if i was going to say it cuz it's so closely related to the other ones but make mistakes of ambition and not mistakes of sloth I feel like it's just such a killer, like motivational. You know, if I'm going to make a mistake, it better be because I was doing too much instead of not doing enough.
0: I still have that quote as my background on this other monitor. It's so good, man. Yeah, it is. So, yeah, I totally disagree.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Can it lead you wrong? Um,
0: Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, making mistakes of bold will always, or always has a chance of leading you wrong.
1: Well, but I mean, like, yeah. so it's it's weird to think about because it's saying to make mistakes. It's just saying right. make the right mistakes.
0: Well, it it's all it's doing is prompting you to do action, and if it becomes a mistake, who gives a shit? Like, it's still better than making a mistake of sloth.
1: Yeah. Oh man, yeah, I love it, but I I, I never know where to draw the line. You know, like I just got hired at this job. I could theoretically start looking for another job. Maybe that would be a mistake of action
0: well i I think that would be a mistake just because of how long you've been at this new job, yeah, and then that would look bad moving forward.
1: so you got to apply some common sense. I feel like maybe it's uh oh for sure it's it's more of just a deciding between laziness and comfort. It kind of goes back to uh avoid avoiding, or one other phrase that I like is courage over comfort. It's kind of the same thing,
0: yeah, yeah, it's all in the same same field.
1: All right, yeah. that's five. We did it.
0: That's five. We did do it. There's more. I mean, I do still have. You a have list more? from the other ones, yeah.
1: From the four agreements.
0: Well, there's the four agreements, and then there's Kimo's rules. Um, like tell the <laughs> yeah, truth. The there's less to remember.
1: That's a good one. It is a good one. Have you ever heard? Uh, this is not the same thing, but have you ever heard? Don't argue with stupid people because they'll drag you down to their level and then beat you with experience. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. I love that. That one's a good one. How about no rain no rainbows <laughs> did you say rain blows rainbows
1: <laughs> no rain blows so
0: no rain blows
1: it's like make make lemonade out of lemon type thing or make a is that no rain no rainbows yeah
0: you you need the good and the bad
1: yeah all right that's pretty good what about uh what about action over discussion which is one that i almost went with
0: I do love that one. I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of that, but also that can be misinterpreted. I mean, I've misinterpreted that one coming into this career, basically of like the action over words and why I hated scrum meetings and stuff so much very early on, especially, but even now where I hate these meetings to talk about doing stuff when I could figure out how to do the thing in that same amount of time.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty killer. Yeah. I, I, I remember one specific instance of this where me and a few other people debated about whether or not to use a tool for literally like two hours. And then I was like, why don't I just try it? And within five minutes of trying it, it was obvious that it wouldn't work for our use case. Like it it wasn't even close, but we debated about it. for So it combined like 10 hours of work time um, just to save five minutes. Yeah, that's rough. DHH, the the Ruby on Rails guy works at Basecamp, David Hinemore Hansen or something, um this is a big thing for him especially when you're talking about code it's just it's so obvious if something's the right approach if you just throw together a stupid proof of concept but talking about it never tells you anything
0: Oh proof of concepts and when you do proof of concept please make them work or not work if that's the case but don't let it not work and then say it works
1: So there's a um there was a book called sprint actually which is just the worst name because sprint actually means something in software development but (laughs) it it makes this big claim that like if you're trying to test an approach with actual users just throw together a powerpoint that makes it look like it's a website you know so it's like a screenshot of a website and you click on places on the slide and it goes to like specific slides based on where you click and that's a proof of concept you can build in like an hour to to fake actually having a working app but it can give you like 80 percent of the value so i think i thought that was pretty interesting like how can you Add just an insane constraint on a proof of concept like you have one hour to put together a proof of concept for this thing you know to cut it down to just the insane bare minimum like cutting out pieces of a napkin and then pointing a camera at it or something what do you got what do you got for that butthole
0: that i got nothing <laughs> take that I got nothing for that one
1: all right are we done here i don't know you tell me i think we're done
0: i'm sure we could ramble on some more We're done. Bye. Okay, bye.